day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 35 of Shop Talk. It's Jennifer and Carrie. And we're back with a recap of 411. Um, this episode was a really nice change of pace compared to the other episodes that we've seen, like the past few ones. Um, they split up the, the three storylines like really nicely. And we really, I mean, they focused like a lot on the partnerships and just like being out in the field. Um, but we also got a nice ending to the Bailey and Jason of it all without like a 15 minute drawn out fight, which was nice. I mean, it was more like a two second fight. What didn't you say? Um, it, I literally like when I was doing my notes, I like went back and like slow mode it so I could see like the time span. It was like a literal minute from like when Nolan started chasing him to when he got arrested. So yeah. Like Jason might be a smart guy, but yeah, that fight scene didn't really happen. So But yeah, I mean, before we get into the episode, we have to talk about that promo because in the words of Janice from Friends, oh my God, it was good. (laughs) So first there's a mini hiatus. Um, The rookie is like off air for a week, Um, but we did get the promo for 412 to like keep us guessing and keep us on our toes until January 23rd. So I mean, what were your thoughts on the promo? Um, well, just like Nyla, like is glowing. So that's exciting to see. Um, but then I just still couldn't get over the like Kenford clip. So I just like, I don't know. Cause like, why are, not that I mind that they're sitting next to each other, but like, if I'm on a date with someone, unless I have to, unless the tables are set up, like I have to sit across from them, I'm sitting next to them. Really? I don't know. It's just me though. See, I saw people saying like, why aren't like Tim and Ashley sitting next to each other? And like, for me, when I've went on dates, like I always have to sit across from the person. Like even like when I'm out to dinner with like my mom or something, like we have to sit across from each other or I do at least so that I can like talk. Cause I don't like to sit That's next true. to someone, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I just, yeah. I mean, if it's just a two person thing, then yeah. I mean, I prefer to sit across from someone. If it's like a group thing though. Right. It depends I just on thought like it would make sense. Yeah. I just thought it would make sense to put Tim next to Ashley and Lucy next yeah. Chris. I don't know. Then when I was watching it again today, because hello, like I am in Chunford brain rot mode. Um, I was like, well, maybe Tim and Lucy are like, you know, gonna like mess with each other underneath the table and like, you know, hold hands or like she'll slap them or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, come on, there's gotta be a reason why they're sitting next to each other. And then I was also like the last thing that Lucy went on a date that Tim like pseudo set up was the one with Caleb so and we all know how that turned out so like is he feeling like protective of her in some way and like maybe that's why they're having to sit next to each other who knows yeah I don't know or maybe it was just for like the promo sake like I don't want them to move though you know like I don't want to like yeah I don't know yeah 
Well, and then I think it was our friend Nikki. She had like noticed in the promo that like Tim's shirt looks like it's like been messed with a little bit, like at the collar. And she's <laughs> like, I need them to go to the bathroom and like have a makeout session or something. Like, <laughs> I just know that like for the next two weeks, the rookie fandom is like going to go like hardcore with this promo. And like, I'm all here for it. January 23rd is reserved for the Chenford clowns. Yeah, that was like your best tweet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm preparing myself right now to totally be clown. Yeah, I just, and I mean, like, I don't know. But just like back to Nyla though, because she was so like, so (laughs) happy. And she's like, it's the worst thing. But she has this like perma smile on. And it's fantastic because you get to see Makia's lovely smile. But just like, it's so funny because it's like Nyla who's like, who's so different from that yeah like it's almost like it's out of character for her but like it's in such a good way that it's like you can't hate it well I loved how she was like it's the pregnancy hormones are making me cheerful and I hate it I was like oh my god she hates every bit of this yeah I mean I just like so Tim had said when he was on the phone or whatever like you know because he set up Lucy and Chris he's like Lucy needs a date for a fancy dinner and it did look like they were dressed up and stuff. I need to know what dinner they're going to that's fancy and that both of them have to go to. Like, is yeah, it like, something is everyone else? Like, is it something know? for like the union rep campaign? Yeah. Or like, is the whole team gonna be there? I mean, like, I just need to know. Right. Um, but then yeah, like Tim setting up with Lucy, setting setting Chris up with Lucy, like the chaos that will ensue. And then I noticed in the promo and I think like my second watch like Chris like gives Tim a pointed look or something and I'm just like what did Sergeant Bradford say that made him give him this look yeah I just like I don't know because there's so many little things that like could be because they do know each other Mm -hmm. better than I'm sure their uh, respective like dates do yeah so it's got to be a little bit awkward because like, it, you know, dates you're supposed to like get to know or continue to get to know a person. So it, it's got to be a little weird to be like out with people that know each other so well. Almost. Well, and especially because like, so this is Chris and Lucy's first date and it's a double date to boot. So like usually your first date is like when you're really trying to get to know someone, but like, it's not just them. <laughs> So, right. so I just I just want to know how they get roped into this and why Tim feels like is it just like a like an event for Tim but he's like oh shit I don't want to go to it like so he needs like yeah. someone else to go like go with him just as like a friend and Ashley you know doesn't exactly understand why he's not wanting to go or is it just something for the I don't know that they would both just have to go to yeah well like I want to know last week Janine one of our listeners had like asked Eric a question on his cameo like in the chat and she had said like does Tim get to meet Chris and does he think he'll be good for Lucy and Eric responded and said Tim has met him before but not sure how he fully feels yet so I'm assuming after this date He's really going to, like, figure it out? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, let's hope. Like, know. we have two weeks to form thoughts and headcanons. And what are they going to order for dinner? Like, I need to know everything. So. Yeah, I don't know if it would be like a veggie burger and fries. And of course, I, I mean. It doesn't look like it would be. It looks very fancy. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, Tim and that like collar chart chef's kiss lucy's bold lipstick i approve yes i mean someone i think i saw someone say like i just know that when tim lucy like his jaw is just gonna drop and he'll just like realize right then and there something that like he likes her i'm like well if only we could be that lucky i mean we might be who knows never know eric could throw in another look just for fun because you know he does that (laughs) I'm manifesting that right now. It's already been filmed, but I'm manifesting it. <laughs> yeah. Never know. They always kind of surprise us with Chenford lately. So yeah. We'll see. And like, we don't have an episode description yet, but like, yeah. I hope that it comes out soon, like soon, yeah. soon, because I need to see what it says. Yep. But. Um, oh yeah and then Eric and Rosalind have a new podcast episode that dropped today um, I got excited because it's Constance Marie from George Lopez and <laughs> the Fosters and all that so yeah you yeah. but be sure to check that out and now we'll just jump right into the episode yep so it literally like the episode like opened and ended with um Nolan and Bailey um the opening scene was with Wesley though which was kind of cool um I liked that he explained things clearly um because he's confident he could get Bailey like a treatment program and probation if she took the plea deal but she'd still have a drug charge on her record which would mean she'd be out of the army reserve and most likely off the LAFD um and if Bailey fought the charge and lost she would be facing jail time so it's kind of a like no win situation um even though John is like there's a third option they could you know try to fight it and like figure out how Jason pulled it off in the first place um, and try to catch him. So they're kind of going with that third option because the next time we see, well, we see John anyway, is um, with Angela and Sergeant Gray. And I enjoyed that Gray was like the one that was authorizing John's vacation just because, like, only Nolan would need time off to go survey his girlfriend's current ex-con husband. Um, and I don't know. It's just, like, it was the scene. Well, part of the scene, anyway, was shown in the, like, promo because, you know, Don has to choose between the woman he loves and his career. Um, if, like, they can't, you know, prove that Jason did something and Bailey would admit fault to the drug charge. Because, as Wes said earlier... The LAPD frowns upon officers fraternizing with felons. So even like John and Bailey dating still would be like a, you know, liability. And 
uh, would kind of hold him, hold him back. So I did enjoy seeing Oscar again. Um, his banter with John and Bailey was absolutely hilarious. And like just Bailey saying that she's been told that Oscar's good at getting into the heads of like sociopathic narcissists. And he's like, yeah. yep, guilty as charged, literally. And I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, that's fun. Um, and I liked John's response because Oscar is, you know, very much like, well, what am I going to get out of it if I help you guys this time? Mm-hmm. And John's like, uh, well, let's see. Today, I will rip up yesterday's letter. Like, that's his response. And I just thought that was a good uh, one-liner there. Oscar was very helpful, though, to, like, kind of, at least from the point of view of, like, us as fans, to, like, know how Jason may have gotten his hands on those drugs. Because I was over here wondering, like, I was like, how the heck did Jason... Because, like, we had... They had mentioned he was in jail for an embezzlement charge. Um, Again, which was nice. I needed that refresher because... I think I said that last week, but I wasn't hundred percent sure. Cause it just didn't make any sense to me how he would get his hands on drugs. Um, if that's not even something he was involved in like previously, but yeah. anyway, Oscar had said that he probably got them through someone in prison. Um, and apparently there's a whole program um, called like nightingales Um and it's like women who would help rehabilitate people in jail by giving them money. And Oscar said that Jason's probably conned a dozen or so women. Um, and that's how Bailey and Nolan get the idea to sort through Jason's mail. And they're going through everything. Um, poor Bailey, I felt bad for her because she's slowly realizing that like everything, like, all the tactics that Jason had used um, on her were like not unique. Like he was using the same lines on other women as well. Um, But they eventually find a woman named Evelyn Reed um, and she and Jason were like frequently communicating through the mail and they seem to really have this uh, like rapport built up and so they go to her house um and like confront her about Jason at first Evelyn's like doesn't believe them at all um but like Jenna's performance in this scene though um just about how manipulative Jason uh was to her and like how she like felt so horrible when she was with him was like she just knocked it out of the park on like the emotional range that was required for this scene, in my opinion. And so um, bravo to her. Um, it really like Bailey's story really turned uh, Evelyn's mind around. And so she was able to see, oh, okay, Jason has been lying. He's been, you know, not this good guy that I thought he was. And so um that's how Evelyn's like essentially um yeah you're gonna go now like because Jason comes home and I thought that was like all too easy because I thought he was gonna like try to run right then or something and they would have to like chase him or I don't know I don't really know exactly what I thought um 
but it was interesting to see that when Evelyn was like, you're going to go, you can't take any of this stuff with you because I paid for it. And then like the camera stayed on Jason's face and the eerie music happened uh, when he uh, walked out and said that he was going to have John's badge um, before, you know, they could get everything figured out. So I don't know. I was just always interested to see like how actors are alongside their like real life partners because like Jenna's character um, was not in, I mean like, okay. Steve's character was in a relationship with someone else, but like still interacting with Jenna's character, you know? So it's just yeah. like, I don't know how they play this dynamic. Like, I don't know how you like separate the two or something. I don't know. I'm just always curious about that stuff. That's where I don't think I could like be an actor or anything. Cause I would have a very hard time trying to separate things. Yeah. Well, cause it's just so like, I don't know. Cause it's just like, you know, you use like, um, you know, like pet names or whatever, you know, for people. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, awkward. like, I don't know. It's all just kind of, I'm always kind of curious about that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway yeah so um Jason is gone for now so they kind of um Bailey and John anyway go back to the station um I liked seeing Sergeant Gray with them more screen time for Richard please and thank you and Um, with more of the like pairings please yeah definitely um because one of the items that Evelyn didn't let Jason take from her apartment was the laptop. And so they found a money laundering operation on Jason's computer, but they don't know who he's working for yet. But John's like, well, he's got to move the money eventually because whoever he's working for is going to expect results. Um, And oh my gosh, just John and Oscar talking on the phone again I can't deal with them like what in the world um and just the movie references I uh adored as a film buff myself um but like okay so they have the arrest warrant ready to go they just have to find Jason first so like my question is though why didn't they just keep tailing him when he left Evelyn's house like it would have been too obvious son I guess nothing's ever easy that's fine um so like John's kind of asking like, well, what do you think Jason's next move is? Um, and Oscar's like, well, he would turn himself in. And then bam, like Jason turned back up at the mid Wilshire station in cuffs. Like, okay, Oscar's. Oscar is psychic now, apparently. Yeah, apparently, exactly. Um, and so, well, I know you'll get into the mention of Chris's not nickname but just the fact that like he's called a clown but like why is Chris the one doing the reading of like Jason's terms in the next scene I thought that too is it just because Wesley's been suspended so he's like the new go-to like what about Del Monte could they just not get Michael uh Truco back or something I don't know um I thought that too and then I was like but even when Wesley was a lawyer like he didn't do that for them I was like wait so now is Chris on the district side like I don't know I mean I guess he's a district ADA or whatever but like right I don't know it seems like him and 
Lucy have been like going head to head. So right. I was confused um, by that. Yeah, because like I, I wrote in here, I'm like, I don't absolutely hate Chris Sanford, but then I was like, but actually I kind of do hate him because he has yet to still completely apologize for being a total asshat to Lucy. So yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. Um like them anyway. at the end of the episode, like, oh my god, please. I kind of <laughs> ship it. I kind of ship it. Um, but just like, okay, so but the point of Chris being in the scene is that um he's running down the list of things like that Jason would agree to do. Um, so if Jason admits to living at a different address than the one he registered with his parole, um, which was he was living at Evelyn's house, so it was like not the re- not the address he registered originally. Um, if he admits to laundering money for Southern Front and for planting drugs in Bailey's car, and if he cooperates and helps them with the Southern Front investigation, um, then he gets 18 months in prison. Um, I'm kind of with Bailey on this because she's like, are you kidding me? Like what? Um, because he did make her life a living hell and it's like, that's all he gets. Um, but I mean, it is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like the Southern front mention hurt me a little because that was the gang that targeted Nolan in season one. And like, that was the gang that essentially got Zoe killed. Like, and there's and that gang is still like active in LA. Like what? Oh my god, I didn't put the two and two together. What? Like why? I don't. The rookie is really that good with me. callbacks and like parallels. Yeah, that hurt me a little. Um yeah. Well, because I had just recently, or well, a few weeks ago, rewatched that episode for like the mm-hmm. fifth time. And so it's it's just in my head. Yeah. Um and just like gray i guess was sitting in in the meeting too um because he was like if you do anything to like violate this agreement like it's like we're done um and just his do you understand at the end of that statement was like chilling i was like great job gray um because he's like sticking up for nolan like that's like interesting to see like Mm -hmm. I don't know it's nice to see but just interesting given their history (laughs) like they've come a long way though yeah um and just like I liked that there was another Gray and John scene um really only because Gray was like sassy and it like made me chuckle because he's like talk to Officer Nolan again and I'll pull your deal (laughs) like he's so done with this Mm um and I was glad they had Jason go over the plan again because I was curious as to what exactly it was um, going to be. Jason's gonna take going to get um, the gang to turn over the money. He will like confirm that it'll go to their usual accounts, um, and then the LAPD will swoop in and save the day. Um, in addition to hearing everything, we'll see it too. They have a sur- uh, surveillance camera set up. Um, I also enjoyed the mini like Nolan Harper communication when she was like mm-hmm. seven out of 19 copy because I missed them working together in this episode. Yes. Um, I know we either get Nolan and her working together or Nyla and Aaron working together. Like it can't be like the three of them working together. Yeah. That would be an interesting trio though. 
um, for sure. And so they're like Ryan Nolan are sitting in the car, like Jason Scott now. Um, and Oscar calls again. Um, and he's like, and John answers the phone. He's like, it's not a good time right now. And he's like, yeah, but you're going to want to hear this. Um, because literally, oh my God, just an Oscar was trying to like explain himself. And John's just like cut to the chase. And he's like, oh, fine. You'll ruin my story though. But essentially Oscar like got in touch with the Southern Front gang and essentially ratted Jason out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so instead of having a hit out on Oscar, the Southern Front gang now has a hit out on Jason like and John's just like oh that's not good um because he like literally is like okay I'm gonna toss the phone down run out they gotta go and like intercept um Jason or try to anyway um like Oscar did it to help John but he also did it to just like benefit himself right you know if the gang's not gonna try to kill him now they're gonna try to kill kill someone else like that's okay um and I liked that John like handed Gray his vest um but like neither put them on like on screen so gotta love that tv magic yes um I'm assuming they used like the airsoft guns and like post-production mm-hmm. put in the muzzle flashes but it was still cool to see an action scene um <clears throat> with the shootout that happened um not gonna lie though I was glad the like chase quote unquote and the fight quote unquote scene lasted under a minute um they had a lot of shorter shots like camera shots of Nolan and Jason running through the tunnel and like up the hill and whatnot which was like refreshing to see but then also I kind of felt like it would make more sense for them to follow through like as they're going through these various trains as opposed to like the warehouse that we saw earlier in the season mm-hmm. that was like one solitary building and yet we had a 15 minute scene of the um you know the two injured men hobbling yeah. through the warehouse like i don't know maybe that's just me um <clears throat> like i don't know because like outdoor shots are kind of cool and like scenic and mm-hmm. I don't know um but anyway um Jason went down after attempting to throw one punch and Nolan basically just like grabbed him and put him back down on the ground that was uh entertaining because prior to that quick takedown happening Jason was like I'm gonna like add kicking your ass to my list of charges and he tried and failed miserably yeah so um yeah so Jason is finally in custody um and like listen I like Bailey and John but like Mm -hmm. oh my god like the end scene for Nyla and James would have been in my opinion like more worth it to end on just because of like Nikia's acting when her voice caught on the like end of her statement and like James's response and just I don't know it just would have been a lovely scene to end on 
Um, but I understand the desire to wrap up the Bailey and John storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're back at Nolan's apartment um, having some wine. They're choosing to moving on. I think John was like, cheers to finally being able to exhale, I think is what he said. I'm yeah. not sure. I had to rewatch it back a, a few times, honestly. I could not figure out. Um, so hopefully I'm correct on that. Well, but, and then he was like, unless you have like another ex-husband like in, right. the, in the woodwork or whatever. And I was like, dude, yeah. just... Just take the win. <laughs> yeah. Take the win and just enjoy the night. Yeah, because Jason's going to be behind bars for eight years, apparently. Bailey's divorce hearing is set for next month. And whenever her future ex-husband does get out of jail, they'll get a restraining order. So hopefully that's the last we see of Jason. But like Bailey is also, so Jenna Dewan is a regular like Mm -hmm. cast member now. So like they're still gonna have her as a part of the show obviously so like maybe because like they break up the seasons by like 4a 4b so like this is just them finishing out 4a and then like 4b is gonna be the other storyline so i don't know maybe we'll just have like jenna or uh bailey and john like in the background i don't know yeah it would be nice that they could have a normal date Mm-hmm. would be the first thing on my list of things that I'd like to see for them but um that's just me I could also see Bailey like moving a moving in with John because she feels like unsafe and she like can't go back to her place or something yeah yeah so but that was it for uh Bailey and John yeah I did like how the episode was spaced out, like imbalanced evenly. I did feel like there was a little bit more emphasis though on Balin, but it could have just been because they were like wrapping up that storyline. So yeah. But next we have Chenford because there's just a door of all the Chenford and Tamara storyline. Like, oh my God, I was in my feels. Um, so I'm not, I'm still not over the fact that Lucy and I have like the exact same laptop case. Like I love it. And I will never stop thinking about it, talking about it, etc. cetera. Um, but I also love that Lucy was like in the same spot that she was in the night before with her takeout container and Tamara just comes out and she's like, so you've been up all night. Like it was just a whole mood. Um, and I feel like that's definitely like Lucy is the type of person. And I mean, she's kind of said this before to where like she gets really like into something and just like it dives deep into it um so it was kind of cool to see and like it was just a little like a little nugget of her um character like personality and character traits that we got to see with that so um and then like you know lucy tells tamara like you know all about her day with the Tyler case and all that and it's just like it's all mom-like like her wanting to know about tomorrow's day and tomorrow's like oh you know nothing really happened um and I know that I've said it before but like her and Lucy tomorrow and Lucy have like such a motherly like sisterly bond and it's just so like 
perfect and wholesome to see because it's, we don't see a lot of like, we, we see their personal lives, but like it's overshadowed too by their time at the district. So like when we see their personal lives and see them at home, like it's just even more special. Um, and then like, you know, in the episode we see Lucy, you know, like starting her day at the district and she calls Chris a clown. And at first on my first watch, I didn't catch that. I think I was just like still in my fields about the Lucy and Tamara stuff. Um, (laughs) but like on my second rewatch, I was like, well, if only she knows what Tim is going to be doing, you know, (laughs) what we can assume is the next day or like, yeah, I don't know. Um, but then like, I don't know. I just, like I said, I loved the whole like Lucy and Tamara stuff. Um, and I loved when like Tamara compares her and Tyler saying that it wasn't long ago that she was as desperate as he was. And that the smartest thing she's ever done was steal Lucy's car. Um, and you know, it's just like, like there's similarities there. Um, but we don't know how similar they are because we still don't know a lot about tomorrow. And so then Lucy's just like telling tomorrow you're cute before she leaves. And it's just such a mom thing. And like, good Lord, I love it so much. Please like just get Tim in there and you've got perfect, perfect family scenes. Um, and so then like Lucy is walking up to Chris at the district and she just has like such a smug look and it's, a whole power move of her like walking up to him with the smug look on her face and she's like listen this is what's happening um and she wants chris to charge tyler as a minor and you know even though he committed a crime with a gun it was unloaded so she you know goes into her advocate mode for tyler um and then she starts talking about like what studies show and he stops her right there and he's just like i don't want to hear quotes about studies and I don't want to hear you lecturing me about the science of still developing brains of men under 21 and her quiet little, I wasn't going to do that. Like his chuckle, they're adorable and I'm loving it. Like I'm here for a little fling or a little like hookup, whatever. I know that they're not going to be end game, but like, I kind of want to see what happens on this double date. Like see if they have any like cute bantering moments and Tim just like catches on and he's like, oh no, this cannot happen yeah I don't know I'm just like mm, maybe it's just because I enjoy when Lucy advocates for like the and brings the psychology Mm -hmm. part into it and Chris is like not having it and I'm just like okay you can go like I'm not here for it like I don't unless he's like a complete gentleman on this date or something and is just like listening intently to everything Lucy has to say and gives her a look that rivals the one Tim gives her every day then I'll be on then I you know might be able to get me on board um but he's got to apologize first for being a total jerk what about what if like Chris and Tim like have this like like argument kind of where they're like going back and forth and Lucy's like oh okay like what do I do here and like her and Ashley give each other a look of like oh god all right what's going on here (laughs) but only Lucy can break it up because she knows how Tim is 
Oh, God. <laughs> I don't have a fun two weeks dealing with me. I'm still just like, yeah, I'm still just curious as to why they put Tim and Lucy next to each other on this double date that they're going to have in two weeks. You know what? It probably just has to be like for angles. I mean, maybe. Like for, you know, camera placement and stuff. Um, but yeah, so then like Lucy starts to get like heated up when Chris is like, well, Tyler can become a CI and go against his crew. And then she's like, and basically risk his life on the streets versus jail. Okay. And Tim just comes in as Lucy starts to like go off on Chris and he just kind of has a confused look on his face. Like, what am I walking into? And should I turn around right now? Um, but Tim's just asking like, if everything's Okay. And, you know, Lucy gets all sassy and calls Chris a rookie ADA. I mean, I just love that they threw a rookie in there. I don't know why, but I just do. I love it. (laughs) So then Chris is like, well, Lucy's clearly feeling a little dramatic this morning. And I, I don't know. I was just like, that might not have been the best word to use. Like, I don't know. I just feel like you never call a woman dramatic. Like, you just don't. There's other words, like maybe passionate, concerned, whatever. But like, I don't know. He says that and him and Tim like look at each other and Tim kind of nods in a way. Like, that's the only way that I can describe it. And Mm -hmm. then Chris just leaves and Lucy's pissed and like turns back to Tim to vent. And Tim's like, how many cups of coffee have you had? And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to apologize to you right now. And he's just like automatically done with her. Like, he just like rolls his eyes and just like walks away. It's so funny. I, I just, related to Lucy so much in that scene, though, because, like, I am quite the dramatic person and I'm routinely overcaffeinated. So <laughs> I just love their dynamic. Like, he just like makes it seem like he's done with her, like, and has had like enough of her antics, but then, like, he is never completely done with her. Like, he loves her for everything that she is. Right. I just love it. So then we see Angela is on the crime scene um, and Chenford rolls up and it turns out that the DOA is a friend of Tamara's. Um, So then we get the best Chenford parent moment there ever was. And Chenford's, huh? It's so good. It literally, like at this point in the episode, I was at my limit. Like I I was not not expecting it. I could not function anymore. I was sitting there and I was like, what am I watching right now? Like, this is, what did I do to deserve this? So Chenford like goes into Lucy's apartment. Tim's behind her, closes the door. I was like, this is like husband and wife shit right here. And Tim just like immediately asks how she wants to handle this. And I was just like, I'm sorry, but all that I see is Chenford parents, like concerned Tim for Lucy because she's never had to do a death notification for someone close to her and that's like his pseudo daughter in there uh who just lost her friend and like she has no idea and so obviously he doesn't know how to handle this but he's just like well I'm here if you need me and he just tells her to like go in and be a friend and if she needs a cop to tag him in I don't know why but my mind like went to good cop bad cop like, you know, when someone's in trouble, like if your kid is in trouble or something and like, you know, the parents like play both sides. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know why, but I went oh. there. <laughs> um, 
so like lucy knocks on tamara's door and you know she just like cuts right to the chase telling tamara that her friend becca was found um dead and tamara doesn't believe her she's even like gonna go call her but lucy mentions the photo on her phone and then tamara's eyes get all glassy and at this point like i just wanted to wrap her into a giant hug like if we hurt tamara anymore on this after this episode on this show like i'm rioting because she does not need to be hurt we do not need to hurt her um and so then like lucy and tamara are talking in the kitchen after you know like lucy tells her everything and tim is right there because why not and again chenford parents they're literally like he is behind the girl he's behind them they're sitting next to each other at the breakfast bar thing it's just like chef's kiss right here so then tamara says that becca never mentioned anyone that like she was scared of but they hadn't talked in almost three months and she just got busy with school and moving in with lucy that she kind of like lost track so then tim finds out like he tries to find out if she was crashing anywhere specific but Tamara just says like she must have lived on the street and there was a shelter that had that sometimes had room um and a couple of kids who had families who would let you sleep on the floor every now and then um but she says like if you were desperate enough there was always swiping and Chenford just like looks at each other and they're confused um yeah. like, like for they're once Lucy didn't know what Tamara was talking about well and Tim was just like I don't know what this is like they were so concerned and confused and again I was like at my limit at this point I was like okay what is going on so then um apparently swiping is when you go on clip talk and you just swipe until you find someone to hook up with Mm -hmm. and like I don't know when I heard that it was clip talk I was like okay wait the last few episodes ago they had smitty like wanting to go viral on clip talk which to me is like tiktok because it was like videos memes whatever but now like she's swiping like is clip talk like a combination of bumble and or like tinder and tiktok because that's what it seems like i mean it's probably they're like all in one kind of social media mm-hmm. app maybe i don't know i don't know it was just interesting um and then i noticed on my second rewatch that like when tim finds out like you know you swipe until you just find someone to hook up with he's like out of focus but like you see his like stance and his like demeanor change and he just like kind of like stands up straighter and then like you know i don't know like it's hard to explain it's nothing really softening but like he's still got his arms in front of him but like you know on the inside that it was just killing him to hear this yeah because and i always wonder if yeah well and i always wonder if like i mean i doubt this is the reason i don't know if just because like eric has kids of his own you know so it's just like anything with like i don't know because like if i was like a parent in real life having to like act out like these like conversations about things happening to like kids i would just be like oh i'd be like sad like even though you know that they're not real like yeah the cases aren't yeah like it would still hit you different yeah so yeah i don't know or i don't know or just like i mean or maybe it is just him thinking like well if i ever had kids one day i would not want any of this to happen Mm -hmm. you know so it's like i don't know is it just hitting him 
well even like lucy kind of realizes it and like her face just says it all like you know that tamara could have been involved with all of this um and so then you know like tamara says if you're lucky you might even get a warm shower and a meal when it's all over and like the camera just focuses on lucy for a minute and you can just see the pain in her eyes like thinking about tomorrow doing that thinking about tomorrow being in that situation like you know that that hurt her um and then like after tomorrow says all that tim's just like yeah we gotta stay focused like he says that they need a list of the guys that becca met up with and tomorrow's like i think i can get into you know her account and pull the names so then like it pulls lucy out of her thoughts after a minute and she's brought back on the job so then um chenford gets a pdf of becca's clip talk account and it looks like she was hooking up with like four different guys but there's no evidence in the dm so like indicating if they were going to hook up or not so then Tim notices that Lucy isn't herself and uh she says that Tamara knew about the whole like swiping thing and this is like the point where my heart like sank for Lucy because she asks Tim if he thinks that she ever did that before her and Lucy met and Tim's just like well has she mentioned it to you and Lucy said as close as they are there's a lot of stuff that Tamara won't talk about and Tim just like tells her to not take it personally. She could just have a hard time opening up to Lucy. You could even kind of see that like he was talking from experience there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's another Chenford parent moment. Like it's just so pure. And honestly, like this isn't even about like just Chenford the ship now. Like it's about Chenford parents. I don't know. I would just like to formally thank Alexi Holly for giving us the superiorship that is Chenford and like the storylines that came from it because we've gotten blessed in season four. Mm-hmm. I mean, Melissa and Eric are the ones that made it like happen. Like, what I don't it think is. anyone yeah. would have thought, you know, pilot Chenford yeah. would be where they are now. So I love when ships start like that too. Like, it's the actors who kind of, you know, like chemistry and all that Mm -hmm. god bless their friendship and just there we just love them yeah um so then yeah so angela's like interrogating a guy named martin who was dming becca on clip talk and you know he was looking for sex and they've been hooking up like every now and then in exchange for letting her sleep on his bed so it all checks out with what tomorrow is saying and martin's just wondering like what becca's saying like you know he's he stands up for himself and basically saying the girl is homeless she's unstable she's probably on drugs like you know um and then angela's like well she's dead so you know like you're on the hook for her murder um and martin is just like well i was at home the night before and you know we find out that becca did go over there but only for a few minutes he said that she was around there she was there around eight ish um which doesn't match with the time that like she was killed. And so then Angela wants to know what Becca wanted. And he told her that she wanted a place to sleep and shower. Um, and then she had threatened to tell his girlfriend about his actions if he didn't give her money. 
So then he says that all he had was a $20 bill. Um, but then he realized that like, she stole his serious watch that cost him like $10,000. So he couldn't file a police report though, because then he'd have to explain what happened to his, what happened. Um, and so Lucy's like, well, we didn't find a watch on her body. So whoever killed her had to have taken it or she sold it. So then they find out that like, there is, um, a pawn shop that, Tamara and Becca have used before um, and Tamara meets with Declan um, who is also another friend of hers and he tells her that like Becca talked about Tamara all the time wondering what she was up to she was they were all so proud of her um, and so Tamara's just like kicking herself because she wasn't good about staying in contact um, so then Jennifer like rolls up to the homeless would you call it a homeless encampment yeah that's a good word yeah I didn't know what else to call it um and so then Declan just like gets nervous and like right then we should have probably figured out I mean I don't think I did um, I did not either (laughs) that he was like guilty because like when people squirm around the cops it's usually I guess sometimes means that they're guilty um but yeah tomorrow's like no they're cool like it's fine um which like I don't know to me they seemed very far away for her to know instantly that it was like Chenford but yeah I was trying to look because like aren't the shops like numbered like I didn't know if they had a specific shop that was theirs but I couldn't really tell because I was just focused on like Tamara's like no they're cool like her parents are cool it's fine yeah oh my god I am I'm a rock here so then um, they ask, like, you know, they get out of the car. They ask her if she knows what Becca would have done with the watch. And Lucy tells her, you know, like, after Tamara tells them, you know, Lucy's like, are you okay here? Because she kind of notices that Tamara is, like, a little freaked out. Um, and mm-hmm. she just walks away. And, like, Lucy looks on worried. And, again, another, like, concerned mom Chen moment that I just need to appreciate more. Mm-hmm. So then Chenford walks into the pawn shop and Tim just gets right down to business. And the mm-hmm. owner says that like he helps these kids out from time to time because, you know, they have nothing else. Like they have no one else watching out for them. So then Lucy shows Becca's picture to him and she asks, he asks if she's dead. And so then right away, he just like gives up Declan that like mm-hmm. bought the watch or sold the watch. Um, and so then... I don't know. I loved this part. Well, I didn't love that like Tamara was upset, but like I loved how they executed it. Like Declan was telling Tamara everything that was going on, like his reasoning, all that. Um, and Chenford was driving. We saw them like going over the going over the two way, and it, yeah, it, it parallel to eleven. Yes which yes. hurt me a little but I appreciated it because we hadn't had a like a voiceover silence type scene mm-hmm. in a long time it was just really good I love that I love that stuff I love when we get to see like different like two different points of view going on at the same time mm-hmm. so then we find out that Becca was going to use the money for the watch and go back to school um, but Declan didn't like that she was going to leave him too. So when she went to sleep, um, 
he tried to steal the watch but like she freaked out when she woke up and saw him there so he pushed her she fell and then there was a lot of blood and so at this point like Tamara just like gets up she's like I don't know what to do here and Chenford rolls up they draw their guns and arrest him and Tamara's face when this goes down oh my god give Dylan all of the awards like she killed it in this episode um Mm -hmm. and Lucy just asks if she's okay and she like falls into her arms just hugging her and it's just so good like I said give Dylan all of the awards um so then we see Chris meeting up with Lucy like after the shift is after their shift is done and he's telling her that he has good news um and that he convinced his boss to cut a good deal for Tyler um and he won't be charged as an adult he's got six months in juvie and then probation until he turns 18 and so then Chris is like I think we're working towards the same goal we're just coming at it from different angles and then like he looks at her and she looks back at him and their faint smiles and I don't know and then like she left and he just like kept looking on at her I don't know I feel like like (laughs) next episode when Tim sets them up on that date Chris is going to develop something if it's not already developing or like he's going to realize a little something like a little feeling like some feelings or something and then he's also going to realize that like Lucy is already taken by Tim and it's just not like official yeah I yeah I appreciated his line of like that they're working towards the same goal just coming at it from different angles like that was a somewhat uh like redeemable line for him I'm still looking for that apology yeah (laughs) before I can completely get on board but I'm yeah I'll just be interested to see how the double date Mm -hmm. goes so yeah so then um Lucy checks in it on Tamara at home and they talk um and then we had to pull the audio for it because it's just perfect and it's another wonderful mom Chen moment to end the episode of the rookie on um and we just need more mom Chen and Tamara so here it is you sure I can't make you something? I'm not really hungry. Today sucked. Yeah, big time. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Everything. For all your help. For this bed. For getting justice, Rebecca. You did that. And thanks for helping me leave it all behind. Because if it weren't for you, I probably would have ended up like Becca eventually. You don't have to worry about that anymore. You're safe. Do you want to talk about what you went through when you were living on the street? Uh, not now. That's okay. Yeah, you don't have to talk about it now. You don't have to talk about it with me. But at some point, you might want to talk to someone before it sneaks up on you. I will. I promise. Okay. 
So then um, Lucy, like after they have their little talk, tells her sweet dreams. And she's like, do you want this door open or close? And again, it just made the mom Chen and Tamara moments like that much better. Like hearing that, it was like, oh my God, they are such mother daughter here. Yeah. Yeah. I just enjoy. So the fandom is essentially mom Chen is like mom Lucy Chen and then dadford is dad Tim Bradford and it just cracks me up so much like we were fully immersed in this like found family trope but then also they have a dog they have a child like it's perfect and they've talked about like future children and family yeah so it's like wow I I just know that when Shenford like finally gets together, the fandom will combust. <laughs> I yeah. Like Twitter might actually break that day from the rookie fandom. Probably. Probably. But yeah, that was it for the Chenford Tamara stuff. I just hope that we see more of Tamara. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't seen her in a while until this episode, and we definitely needed it. Yeah. I agree. Um, there was a lot for both Nyla and Aaron in this episode, which was like a nice uh, like balance for like the Nolan uh, of it all and everything. Like, I don't know. It was just nice to kind of have these like side plots that focused on these characters. Um, so like, I loved that we got an actual Nyla and James like couple moment um in the morning the morning scene yes yeah it was so good because like we find out that they spent the night together and like now they're you know they're up in the morning having coffee um and even james is like i love how we're doing couple things in the morning before work and it's like i'm pretty sure the rest of the fandom agrees with you sir like yes we enjoy seeing nyla harper happy and we want more of it please yep yep um oh i missed this line too um nyla's like who knew we had to share custody schedules before we hooked up um like did i miss it or was it mentioned that james had kids or something i don't know um because when we met James then we like it wasn't long after that we met Alonzo so I was like am I getting them mixed up but I know Alonzo was from Lila's school yeah um I don't know it could have just been like Nyla saying that about her and Donovan yeah I, I would think I so know. maybe I'm assuming that's what she meant by it but yeah, yeah. I kind of I I kind of missed that like inference to um james unfortunately has to like cut this a little bit short though um because he has to go have a talk with curtis jones who we met last episode about tyler um because james has to convince curtis to like um cut his losses and like let everything go with the with like harassing tyler's family about uh payment um 
Nyla wants to go with James, but um, he's like, no, I got this handled. Um, I just like, you can't really tell Nyla that she can't do something though, because she's going to go and do it anyway. Um, which yeah, I like you're really telling me that she can't protect the man that she loves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because James is like, if they get word that there's a cop, um, they'll stop trusting him. And um, she's like, I hate to break it to you, but you're also dating a cop. So that's going to get around. Um, it was so good. Like, and they're just, they're just, they're happy and they're coupley and they're cute. There were a few moments during this episode, not just a few, actually every moment that was like Chenford or Nyla and James that I was like, I love this. I don't know what I did to deserve it, but I love all this pure soft content that I'm getting. Yeah. Um, and I just like, <clears throat> I appreciated um, the fact that he was like, well, if he loses the trust of the community, he'll never get it back. Like he's so concerned like outwardly. And then she's like, balancing it out with her like inward concern of like just of him um and yeah she's like I hear you but I don't like it and yeah I her line of if something were to happen to you I'd be sad for at least a couple days (laughs) like it's it's fine it's flirty it's it's also Nyla yeah like yeah. I love it I loved that she was like walking with her arm in his like down the street it was just so cute mm-hmm. like we need more of these Nyla moments like I love her sassiness but I also love when she's just like soft and like her like self outside of work like because she has to put on that like tough exterior and she kind of has that tough exterior like when she's not on the job but like she's more I don't know just like like caring and like charming's not the right word but like she's just more like I don't know comfortable like when she's not at work I don't know if I just explained that right but yeah you get me (laughs) yeah no I mean that makes sense yeah because it's just like well, like she had said in the like the little recap that they do, like the previously on the rookie, like she's in a good place. And I feel like that's like mm-hmm. reflective in the uh, differences that we see. Yeah. So um, I enjoyed seeing uh, it's a, well, it's Aaron's mom, uh, Yvonne. Um, I'm hopefully going to say the actress's name right. She was on Rebel, which is another ABC show that was canceled too soon. Um, I'm and she was so... on Castle. Yes, that's true. She was on Castle as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, um, Tamala uh, Jones um, portrayed Aaron's mom. And um, yeah, like when she showed up at the district, I agree with you, Jennifer. You have in your notes here, you're like, 
I don't know who I thought she would be, but I definitely didn't think um, she was, like, a mom either. Like, I kind of thought that, like, well, when they were talking about the reality show, like, I thought she was just, like, solely a part of that. Like, I didn't think she was, like, going to be... Like, related to him. Yeah, like, I don't know. Well, Uh, and so she wasn't in the episode description, because I, like, went back and I was like, okay, did we just, like, miss her being in the episode description but no part of Aaron's storyline was in the episode description like not the like um not the uh reality tv producer not her no one so it was just like right okay like why did we not mention them and then we barely we we saw them in the promo photos but it wasn't like a good shot of them like Mm -hmm. face on I don't think so I was just kind of like I didn't think of like who they were gonna be i thought it was just gonna be like some case that nyla and aaron right i did too yeah i definitely was not expecting to um meet someone of aaron's uh family Mm -hmm. um oh my god (laughs) i absolutely like okay because she's like so obviously as we mentioned the reality show like that's why she's there they had talked the night before about and she was trying to get him to agree to do the reality show and she and he's like no not gonna do it um and she's like but you're not thinking it through it'd be like a good opportunity and all this um oh my god nyla walking up they had this a couple times in Mm. the episode because like we had tim walking up when lucy and chris were talking and then nyla walking up with aaron and uh Yvonne were talking and she's like what's the problem um and they were in the middle of their like discussion Aaron and his mom were and um I think he said something was like hell no I'm not doing that or something like I don't know something like with a curse word that was kind of Mm -hmm. a little bit like harsh or whatever and Nyla's like I know you did not just speak to your mother in that tone um and she's like ma'am I am Nyla Harper I am his training officer and if he does not apologize to you right now I am going to like fail him for the day um or write him up excuse me for conduct unbecoming of an officer um and so Aaron's kind of like oh okay Apparently I'm going to do this now. And so he does apologize. Um, And Nyla, or like, Aaron's mom really seemed to be a fan of Nyla off the bat. Mm -hmm. So um, it was just kind of an interesting scene. Like now that we, everyone knew who Aaron's mom was, it was an interesting trio to have, uh, a scene for so it works yeah um i need another i need more scenes of them yeah mm-hmm. i definitely i hope they do explore this more like the i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be i mean i'd almost rather like to see more of aaron's mom than like the reality show oh yeah like portion um yeah um so Aaron is still like 
he doesn't want to be a part of the reality TV show. Um, she claims that it's going to help him. He claims that it's going to disrespect the memory of Patrick, um, trivialize the time he spent in prison. Um, I did appreciate, though, that she was like, well, this way, like, if if they decide to do it, then, like, they can control the narrative. Um, and I did like that he acknowledged that she'd been by his side through everything. Um, so I didn't want I didn't want him to like completely write off his mom because I feel like he doesn't have a lot of people in his corner and so the fact that like he did have a family member like support him I thought was nice yeah uh, but his answer is still no to doing the show um, and later on we see that Nyla asks Aaron what the deal is with his mom um, and he's like it's a long story um, and Nyla's like, yeah, well, this is what, you know, like what stakeouts are made for. Um, but Aaron doesn't really budge um, on talking about it. And um, it was a nice, like, uh, prelude to, like, them eventually opening up to each other, which I enjoyed seeing in this episode. I love their dynamic like I put it in the outline is like they have like a I don't know it's more of like a big sister big like a little brother dynamic I feel like and I feel like it was kind of similar to how Angela and Jackson were like not in season one for Angela and Jackson because she was like harsh on him obviously she should have been because she was his T.O. but like as the seasons went on and like in season three I'm remembering 309 like more so than the others where it was like I don't know they were friends they were like you know like they were close so I don't know I I feel like we're getting that with Nyla and Aaron and I hope that we get to see more of it I want to know why Aaron why Aaron is not a regular character on this show like he's just a guest star and he is the rookie on a show titled The Rookie. Like, it only makes sense to have him be a regular. Mm-hmm. Like, can we start a petition for that, please? Because we need to see more of his dynamic with with Nyla. And the rest of the uh, characters. Yes, I agree. I agree. But um, Nyla, you know, like, when they're on the stakeout, she's just like, well, we're keeping an eye on a friend, which is James. Um, while he meets up with Curtis so then Aaron is trying to change the subject and she won't let him get away with it she tells her or he tells her that it's complicated and she is in that she'll have to threaten him with a blue page if she wants him to say anymore so she's like copy that like let's just focus back on what we're doing so then Aaron catches on to who they're watching and I don't know why, but, like, I love that he catches on to things, like, a little bit after the fact. And just, like, the way that he says it. He's like, oh, now it makes sense. Like, okay. And just, like, when him and Nyla were, like, the missing cops, like, I don't know. I just love how he, like, catches on. Like, it takes him a minute to, like, realize, like, oh, this is what we're doing. I don't know. I just love him. And I love he He and John would be interesting to pair up because no one's kind of like that too oh yeah 
because Nolan would have these like oh I get it now and then yeah. like go into his you know infinite wisdom yeah it but would be interesting still, it would definitely be interesting especially since Aaron's the rookie mm-hmm. um which is you know Nolan's position you know like sent like central to the title yeah so um but then they see a kid jump out of a window and he's stealing a tv and then like a bag of stuff and so Aaron's like uh Harper I assume we should stop him and then that part just like made me laugh like when I was watching it last night I was like I mean I feel like that's a typical thing that a rookie would ask like yeah (laughs) and I was like you've got to be kidding me because now this outs her to James and like he sees that she's been watching him so then Aaron's like on the foot chase he's getting close to you know the the kid who's stealing um and Nyla runs into a woman with a baby stroller and Aaron just doubles back to make sure that she's okay and then he's like well your injury is gonna need stitches okay I thought about this after the episode aired last night and I was like you know I find it incredibly ironic that she was injured by by like by running into a woman who had a baby stroller only to then find out that she's pregnant I don't know I just found that ironic so Mm -hmm. um so then like she's at the hospital and the doctor came back with her blood work and you know just like wants to talk and instantly when that happened it was like she's pregnant like that's just how it is um same here and like I don't know I remembered this storyline from Chicago PD when they did it with Burgess and then literally did it in the exact same way so that's why I was like automatically like oh yeah she's pregnant like you don't even have to tell me I was just like nope that has to be it well and like when um yeah because Kim was injured by like a fence mm-hmm. on a case with a missing child so like mm-hmm. I, yeah I'm just like you couldn't be any more like subtle about it um, there's the then, closest like, we'll come to Chicago PD the yes. rookie yeah pretty much but then, like, other people are saying that, like, other shows have done this same exact storyline, too. Like, how they find out. And know. so I was just like, I mean. If there are sense. more shows, do let us know. Because I don't, I'm not familiar with any of the other shows that have done yeah. this before. I mean, it makes sense because out. they do take your blood work, like, and you're, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, so we find out that she is six weeks pregnant. And our jaws dropped because then it like cuts to black and there's a commercial and I was like are you sure about that okay I just loved your tweet last night when you were like Nyla's what now (laughs) I like my jaw was dropped I was like oh like I literally like not yelled but I was just like oh my god because it did cut to commercial and I was like what I don't know why, but I wasn't really expecting that. I wasn't either. But I was like, okay. Um, yeah, so then Nyla and Aaron are, like, driving around after she gets out of the hospital. And Aaron points out a car <clears throat> who made an illegal turn. Like, Aaron's driving. And he's like, so we should probably light him up, right? And Nyla's like, she's not totally there mentally. Like, she's not really, yeah. she's paying attention, but she's also, like, in her own little world. And right. she tells him, no, don't light up the car. And Aaron's like, something's up with this. Like, I just literally, like, when I was watching this, I, like, had to pause so I could do these notes. Um, and I noticed that there was, like, a sign for, like, uh, road construction. 
that was happening while they were driving and it literally said like 11 7 from like 4 a.m to 1 p.m or something mm-hmm. of like a street so there's the like time frame of even though it's supposed to be after christmas okay or the holidays <laughs> that's what i was gonna say earlier is so like their time frames are weird because like last episode we saw tim punching in the, like punching in the security code and at the bottom of the monitor it said december 13th because someone pointed that out Mm -hmm. and well i'm assuming i mean like showtime yes but just when they were filming this oh 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 oh. okay yeah no i just thought it was like because that kind of gave it away as to where they like when they were filming versus the show oh okay yeah wait (laughs) (laughs) sorry no yeah it was just something silly i noticed yeah Um, it was kind of fun so yeah so then um she tells Aaron like right away that she's pregnant and I just love that like she didn't even try and hide it like she was just like I'm just gonna come out clean with it so then she tells him like after her birth with Lila she had some serious complications and was told that she couldn't get pregnant again and she's just like clearly I should have followed up with a specialist yeah that might have been a wise choice but i can see why she would have thought like no it's not it's not worth it or whatever um so then like she seems skeptical kind of of how james could take the news and so then like when asked what she's gonna do she says avoid dealing with it until absolutely necessary i mean same i would do maybe not the same thing with that situation but like i do the same thing with other things so yeah her one-liners were definitely relatable in yeah. the episode so then nylon nylon aaron pull back into the district parking lot and aaron's like yeah you can't avoid this when they see james so and uh, i just again have i mentioned how much i love this dynamic and that we need to see more of aaron because it's true like let's start a petition here to get aaron uh you know full-time character on the show so then james walks up and he's just like i'm gonna lay out how i handle conflict which is just going right at it so he reiterates that like he asks her to step aside and let him handle the situation by himself um and he knows that she was only there in the case that, that like something would happen but like that's not the point um and so he made it clear that he wanted to do this alone and that she ignored it and so then that's what like really makes him mad I mean, rightfully so. Like, I would be annoyed too. So, and then he continues to go on about how they need to like trust each other, etc. I mean, I don't know. I thought about this on my second rewatch. It was like, trust. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then she drops the bomb on him that she's pregnant and he reacts by saying, like, I can't tell if you're joking. And so, like, when she, obviously doesn't show that she's joking he just doesn't have a reaction and yeah yeah, i don't know i was just like okay i mean obviously he's in shock but i think the rookie account even retweeted a tweet that was like the um like statue figure Mm -hmm. then that was james yeah like standing and i was like "Mm mm-hmm so then but they also retweeted your tweet about Tenford being parents going to check on yeah. their daughter so that's going with that's canon too yeah the- and the rookie account believes that so like just give it to us already please 
So then Aaron like saves her and, you know, it's just like, we got to go. My mom texted. She's not answering her phone. So they go to his mom's production studio to meet Morris Mackey, a reality TV producer. And he's just like, who is this? Like, like regarding Nyla. And she just retorts with annoyed. Again, mood and all of her one-liners are on point in this episode. So then, like, we cut away from, um, you know, the Aaron's mom storyline. Um, and we see a Wesley and James romance moment. And Wesley's like, congrats, man. You didn't waste any time. At which point I screamed because I was like, this baby is not his. Like, I don't what? know. I just don't. I don't believe that the baby is James's. Oh. Well, see, this is where the whole timeline gets like it would be nice to know concrete what day it is yeah after like the holidays i would assume or like within the holiday season Mm -hmm. um because halloween halloween was six weeks ago well to like right after like but if it's like after christmas and that would be like eight weeks yeah yeah, because then, like, okay, so I was, I think at this point of the episode, I was like, okay, I'm really focusing on this right now. Like, Oscar had said that the letter is what he got yesterday, which I think he just meant that as, like, I don't know, it was just Oscar talking. Um, and so then I was like, but are we to assume that this episode is taking place the day after last episode, which that date was December 13th on the alarm system, because someone had pointed that out. And then someone was like, and Tim has a Christmas wreath in his house, like on his door. So it's before Christmas at that point. But then someone also noticed in this episode, (laughs) I like went down the rabbit hole. Like, I swear. Someone noticed that John's Christmas tree was not up. So like, then it was a question. And then like last episode, Wopez's Christmas decorations were still up. Yeah. So it's a question of holidays, but like, was there two weeks or something between this episode and the last episode like and all christmas decorations were down because we saw the date on the security system so like and that was december 13th oh god i don't know it was just something like something wasn't adding up but then i like looked at the calendar and i was like well halloween was six weeks from december 13th so oh there we go. I, I'm just like Ooh. firmly believing that it's not James's baby. Those and she's going with that. Yeah. yeah. And she's going with it at this point, like, because she doesn't fully know. Um, because we also know that Alexi like hinted that there was going to be a triangle, like a love triangle and like issues for Nyla regarding Donovan and James. So I don't know. I could Maybe see it. The issue. Yeah. I don't know, but like I firmly believe that this baby is not James's. Oh man, see, well, because I was going off of like the rookie following like current, like the mm-hmm. actual time, like outside of the fictional universe being after yeah. the holidays. But if that's not the case, then what you're saying makes sense that it would but be. See, um, like our shows our other shows came back this week um and i feel like i noticed in chicago med that they still had like some christmas decor up 
because it that that episode took place the day after the last one would have mm-hmm. aired or would have happened so yeah. i don't know i was just like really reading into it and i was like this baby is not james's and like at some oh, point she's God. gonna figure that out oh i want it to be james's though because he was so excited well, he like okay not like excited originally but he finally got around to it and just and their end scene was so nice it has to be his i refuse i know i, I know but i'm, I'm like prepare. preparing myself for the worst so yeah. yeah um i don't even know where i left off oh yeah okay so then i like got into my whole tangent so then wesley's like well how did you react and james is just like i didn't so wesley's like well it's time for a big dresser dude and you know you gotta max out your credit card this bromance may just be my new favorite thing ever it's so funny because he was like laughing at Uh james's predicament and i'm like dude and james is like well nyla dropped the news in the middle of like an argument and wesley's like yeah angela's done the same thing yeah an argument bomb i'm like Uh what like i just need wesley to give james all of the first time father advice and I really need Angela and Nyla to like get together and just like talk mm-hmm. about everything now. Like, please, I just need it. Yep. So then, um, like at the end of the episode, Aaron's meeting up with his mom, telling her that like he'll do that, he'll do the show if she can promise that he'll have full control over pieces of his life that they expose. And so then, I don't know, I thought that it was like a real conversation. And then she yelled, cut, and told him that it sounded fake. And I was like, what were we supposed to believe here? Like, I don't, like, is he doing the show? Or was that just acting? Like, I don't know. So then. um, I mean, I think it's, they were were filming that scene for the reality show. mm -hmm. So then that's the end of the Aaron storyline for the episode. So then. We go back over to Nyla and she's meeting James at the community center because he wanted to have a do-over of his reaction. Um, and he doesn't like how he, how he handled it. And she backs it off and she's like, yeah, you didn't do anything. You just stood there. So then he like pleads temporary stupidity. And then he gets down on one knee and my jaw dropped again. And I was like, he's not going to propose, is he? Like I legit thought that. To think that apparently, because there were a few people that were like, "What is this one knee?" I was like, "You only get down on one knee if you're proposing, right?" And I was like, "Would he?" Because Wesley did say you had to do a big gesture and max out your credit card. So I was like, "Oh my god, is it happening?" I was like, "Okay." (laughs) So then, like, he throws himself at her mercy, and she's just like, "Get up, get up!" Like you're forgiven. And so then, like, oh, my God, this line from her broke me. She was like, I need you to understand that I've made my peace with not getting pregnant again. Um, But I'm going to have this baby. And he's just like, well, we're going to be a kick-ass team then and make sure that this baby lives in a better world than what exists now. And I was just like, yeah, that's it. I'm done. I'm done for. Like, I can't I can't do it anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it for the Nyla and James. I don't know. I think that they're almost like a Wopez 2.0, just without that like interrogation foreplay. Like he's a community advocate, she's a cop, and she's pregnant now. 
again though except i don't think that it's his baby but we'll have to see um but i don't like their storyline made up for the lack of lopez in this episode yeah which i'm all here for mm-hmm. but yeah that is it for the episode we have some listener thoughts do you want to take mindy's or um Mindy said that James is adorable and that, um, oh, that James and Nyla moments made up for no Wopez together. Um, she really hopes that Donovan doesn't mess things up for them. I hope so too. <laughs> um, Bonnie said she liked the balance in this episode um, and the promo for sure. Yeah, there was talks about there not being balance in the previous episodes like before this one and how uh fans were hoping that it would come back and i think it did a really good job of it Mm -hmm. um and then she also said what's the likelihood that the baby might end up being donovan's it's a possibility she might be going with james for now until she knows or donovan keeps asking questions she said she's not fond of the storyline though for nyla um I don't know. Like I said, I don't think the baby is James's. I think it's Donovan's, but that's also just me trying to be like realistic and then also me thinking the worst to in order to not get my hopes up. So yeah. Um, and then she said, I'm excited to see how the Thorson storyline plays out. Um, now that Bailey's arc is over, like, well, sh- do we think that she'll have a less of a main presence? I mean, oh. probably not. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. Um, I don't know. Why do like, you think not? Because he's a guest starring role. And I don't know. I follow True on Instagram and like he. Oh, I thought she was asking about Bailey. Oh, yeah. No, I meant to break those up in the outline. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I don't think Bailey's her arc is over but i don't think she'll have less of a main presence in the show because she's a regular i mean i feel like well i like i just kind of thought like since they needed to wrap up this jason storyline that like that's why it was kind of nolan and bailey nolan and bailey nolan and bailey for a while um and like i don't know just you know kind of a little bit more balanced i don't know would be nice to see yeah i don't Uh, think that she'll have like a huge huge presence but i think we will get scenes of her and john together i mean it only makes sense again hopefully a normal date yeah that would be nice so then uh bonnie also said chris earning brownie points with lucy uh and the fact that tim asks her out for the next episode has her rolling literally same like when i saw that promo i was telling you like i literally could not function i was like what is going on and then um bonnie also said more oscar please literally same like he Mm -hmm. is my favorite (laughs) yeah yeah so true um uh at just pretend i'm not here on twitter said that oscar um is awesome they hope that this isn't the last time 
uh, we see him. Um, oh, um, they said uh, this is a case of an actor taking a role and just running with it. He steals every scene he's in. Um, and of course, he ratted out uh, Jason to Southern Front to save himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love Oscar. Um, Ricarda had said we need to see a face to skip Tracer Randy's voice. I don't know. I think I said it last week. I feel like um, Skip Tracer Randy is Ray from Schitt's Creek. I know you haven't seen that show. I have not. But like he just has that like enthusiasm that I'm just like it has to be him, right? Um, And then someone had responded to a tweet. Maybe it was when I did the rewatch this weekend. Um, And they were like it's this it's this actor. Let me see if I can find it. It was like Flula, Flula Borg, a German actor. So I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember if he was listed, but he does, he is a German actor. And then like, he's also um, a voice actor. It seems like, like he's done voiceovers and stuff. He was on Pitch Perfect 2 as Peter Kramer. Oh. Um, and then it doesn't look like he's listed like as a role, but I'm also looking on his Wikipedia, and that's not always um the most you know reliable. So um, and then she said, Ricardo said, Can Tim be in Lucy's apartment next time for a happy reason? Tim showed again his concerned husband mood. Yeah, I mean, I would just like a happy moment between them in her apartment or his whatever. Like with Kojo, I'm cool with anything. Mm-hmm. And then she also said that Oscar is the funniest villain ever. He definitely is. Um, and she said <laughs> regarding the promo, the queen of sassiness is annoyed, and her pregnancy is a nice surprise. Again, I just loved how she was like, um, it's the pregnancy hormones making it like cheerful and that's annoying. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Valerie said, I wonder she wonders how much of a jerk they intended Chris to seem um with that Lucy is being dramatic line. Um, she should have tore into him for that would have liked to see Tim step um like in as well um I thought for a minute Tim would yeah I kind of thought he would say something um yeah I well yeah you guys know by now my opinion that I'm not a huge fan of Chris until he apologizes for being a jerk so um yeah but anyway um she actually liked this episode. Uh, it had a good balance. Really interested in seeing how Aaron's storyline plays out. I am too. Um, oh, Valerie also said, um, hoping Nikia is pregnant in real life and they are uh, forced to write this storyline. They already did uh, uh, like having a pregnant cop mm-hmm. uh, storyline. Women can do other things. That is true. So after I added that in, I was obviously re-watching the, um, the episode and I was like, 
unless it's just my eyes deceiving me, it looks like she could be like in real life. But then I was like, I don't fully know. And I don't really want to speculate that, but I was like, it's possible. Nikki hasn't posted anything. So I'm just going with it's for the storyline. But I mean, yeah, I agree. Although, like I said, I think I said it with Angela's um, when she had to uh, like figure out a place to put like the breast milk. Mm -hmm. It's nice to see like women at least on the shows that we watch, actually be able to have successful pregnancies and yeah. successful uh, families. We should yeah. even know. Yeah. Um, this past week's Chicago PD. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that it is like a, you know, like women in the workforce being moms. Mm-hmm. But I also can understand, yes, women can do other things that don't involve having a baby yeah i really wasn't expecting the nyla pregnant storyline i feel like she kind i feel like and again i don't want to speculate but i feel like nikia has to be kind of because i don't feel like they would have planned it with angela just having the baby and like all of that but then again they very well could have just because they wanted to have something with donovan and james and nyla and all of that yeah because like why else would donovan come back mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like he had already i mean yes they're in this custody battle i guess i should have prefaced with that but just like if he is gonna like if we're gonna see him like on screen then that would be a reason to get him back like yeah asap i don't know don't know yeah um yeah so i mean again i don't really want to speculate if she is pregnant that's awesome congrats to her but yeah i don't know um and then janine had sent us a dm last night and she said first the promo for the next episode oh my god so obvious that ashley is on the phone with tim and she's guessing that she invites lucy for dinner and then she wants like lucy to have a date so that tim sees chris so Tim sees Chris and then asks Chris out for Lucy. Oh, I forgot Tim is on the phone. He is on the phone yeah. with someone in the phone. Um, okay. And then she asks, why does Lucy want, why does Ashley want Lucy on the date though? Is it just because she wants to see more of Tim's friends or did she pick up on the tone of Lucy when they were on the phone and she was describing Kojo and comparing him to Tim? Uh-huh. Like, does Ashley feel threatened? And is that why she does this double date? See, but I don't know because then he mentions a fancy dinner. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if it was like a fancy dinner and it was going to be Tim and Ashley, I don't think that she would have been like, let's just make it a double date. I don't yeah. think she would have. It's got to be like a work function or something. Um, and then she, uh, she also said, and why are Tim and Lucy on the same side of the table? You would think dates would want to be next to one another. We kind of talked about this earlier. I don't know. We have like different different views on it. <laughs> well, like I said, if it was like if it's a group thing, I understand it more. Of like, I think people should be next to each other if they're on a group date. 
Mm-hmm. I've just well, never. It also depends on how the table is, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how it's set up. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then she said, and also Nyla pregnant. This is gonna be funny. And she said, no, diving into last night's episode, Nyla being pregnant, did not see that coming, but in a way I did. And I have to admit the timelines in rookie world would make sense for the six weeks to be Halloween. But in this episode at John's, the Christmas tree was already down. So it's after Christmas. This is where I got my notes from. So we have to see that lapse between December 13th and now. Yeah. Those two weeks make a big difference. I don't know. I'm, I'm still thinking that it's from Halloween and they weren't careful or something because if she thought that she couldn't ever get pregnant again, I don't see her like taking birth control or something like just for the heck of it, you know, like she probably thought it's never going to happen. So I don't know. I am in the camp that it's Donovan's. Um, Janine also said she really doesn't like Aaron's mother. She thinks that she's too pushy and um, she doesn't think that this TV show would be a good idea for him. I don't know. I mean, it's nice to see more of Aaron. So I will take what I can get. Um, And yeah, Janine said it'll be nice to see him more often in the episodes because he was really good last night. And then she said, I loved how, yes, it was a Balin preview, but the whole episode wasn't about them, which uh, she enjoyed. Um, she loved seeing Gray get into the action, and she liked seeing the friendship that's building between John and Wade. Same. I like how they've, they haven't, like, pushed it onto us, because I think at the beginning of the show, like, we kind of liked, in a way, that, like, Gray was roasting John. But over time, like they've grown closer and they've become more friendly and the rookie isn't pushing that on us. Like, it's just like thrown in there little bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, I really think that, I really think it's the respect from the end of last season and the beginning of the season that the friendship has developed more. Um, she also said, I'm glad that this Jason story is over with. And I'm glad that we got to see Oscar. The little convict actually helped out. <laughs> I loved that line that she said. Um, she also said, I still love the fact that James is honest with Wesley and told him about Nyla and Wesley's reaction was hysterical. She loves the budding romance of them. Um, and that, you know, James is going to have to spend a paycheck on groveling. Um, and then, yeah, she just said that she, she, she's glad that James stepped up and loves the fact that like he, you know was like I can't have baby and you know hope like hopes that everything goes well um and then she also said I hope when she has a scan that they don't see that she's farther along than they think because then it would be a possibility that it's Donovan's and I don't know I could see that and then it hurting James but who knows um, and then she said, and now my favorite subject is Chenford. Um, and she said, I just love how they get along with and know each other so well, especially in the beginning of the episode when he asked her how much coffee she had and she just looks at him and is like, I'm going to apologize right now. Um, she also loved how Chris and like how Tim went up to Chris and Lucy and he just wanted to make sure that everything was all right. And then for him just being there for her, like, because, you know, she was so worried about Tamara and um, just like what 
could have happened to her if she was still on the streets. And then she said, oh my God, silent Chenford on the way to arrest Declan as he was confessing to killing Becca killed her. Um, It gave her heart palpitations, like hoping that they would get there in time. Um, I don't know. I didn't think that anything was going to happen like between Declan and Tamara. I didn't either because he didn't seem like a like a violent person really yeah. i don't know um and then she said tomorrow going into lucy's arms had her sobbing especially at the end tomorrow thanking lucy for her life verdict uh still out for her life um the verdict is still out on chris so he seemed genuine at the end um and she thinks that like he surprised to lucy um she also said that she lucy gave him a little smile and bye at the end so maybe just maybe something will happen um and she said we will get a jealous tim though if he sees them in the future flirting especially in 412 (laughs) we could and maybe that's why like he sets them up because he sees that there's possibly something there yeah i just want to know why chris looks over at tim because if you base it just off the shot of like eric and melissa it's like lucy looked like she was like trying to bite her tongue and mm-hmm. then tim kind of looked from ashley over to chris almost as if like i don't know if like someone like tried to make a joke about them or like about him or something and he was just like wait no and it's like if it's lucy trying to be funny then maybe chris would be like well why is she trying to do that like with tim or something like i don't know or just like they'll see their banter obviously and know that like they're so in sync yeah i don't know i don't know i still think that there's something that like um you know one of them says and chris is just like how would he know that about her or something but like he has to realize that they're partners too like they know a lot about each other so I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. Um, yeah. So that's it for this episode. It was an, it was a nice episode had balance. Um, and there was a lot going on still. Um, so yeah, that's it. Um, but you guys can find us on Twitter at the shop talk pod underscore, or email us at shop talk, the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. Um, if you guys are watching other shows, let us know. We, between the two of us, we have a wide variety of shows that we watch. Um, pretty much anything from like sitcoms to true crime. So we can talk all day about TV. Um, and then, you know, if you guys see any news, feel free to send that our way as well. Um, you can find us individually on Twitter as well. I'm at jstark804. And I'm at Carrie Hammond. And that's it for us. We'll be taking um, another week off just because we need some time to catch up um, and real life is requiring some extra attention from us uh, this week. So that's it from us, but we'll be back um, on the 24th or I'm sorry, the 25th with a recap of 412. Bye. Bye guys. Go get them, boo.